everybody, welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp. Uh, starting this again, I just realized I recorded 30 minutes of this podcast and because my microphone had updated, it was not actually capturing the audio input. So let's try this whole thing again. So today's one, we're going to be talking about uh, finding a new success metric. So I've spoken to, because we're getting into late February, I've spoken to a lot of clients that basically finished up with me in December, following up with them and just seeing how they're going, what's going on. If there, is there anything that I can help with? Basically, how's life going? And man, this is actually really annoying me that I did half an hour before and I was fucking killing it, was on point with everything. And then I go, oh, hang on. Why, are my little, why is my little microphone bar not working? So I'm going to have to keep an eye on that for next time. Live, laugh, love, fucking lament. Uh, alrighty. So I spoke to a few people that, by the way, I sent everybody who finished up with me in sort of like December start of the year type period, a message on Discord just to see how you're going and how life is. If you haven't gotten that, please check your Discord. If you haven't gotten that, for the love of God, please send me a message because I've obviously forgotten something or have changed a few settings on my where I keep a list of all of my clients and where people are and what I need to be doing and when I need to be checking up with people. And I must have pressed the wrong button and accidentally missed you. So if you haven't gotten that, I sincerely apologize, but please shoot me a message because I would love to know how you're going. Um, the biggest thing that I get from people or that I've heard from people so far when I'm catching up with them, I gained, this is what they say, I gained sort of one to three kilos over the holiday period, but now I'm back to where I was and I've not lost any more weight, but I've maintained. So, you know, I suppose I'm going to take that as a win. Firstly, that's a massive fucking win because think about all the programs that you've done in the past. Six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 12, 15 different programs that you could have possibly done. Every single one where you consistently lose eight kilos, gain 12 kilos, and you repeat that process until you're eventually 20, 30, 40 kilos overweight of being like, fuck, I need to do something different to change my life to make sure that this is all happening. If you've done that for your entire life and now you're finishing this program, like obviously you did all of those different programs pre-Fitness Genie, pre-US, and now you've finished this program and you're going, uh, I suppose I maintained, I, I, I might take that as a win, I guess. For the love of God, please check your success metrics. If you've worked with me before, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. But one of the things for the success metrics that I would love to shift your perspective on is really the, particularly the weight. A lot of people are focusing on their weight. If you have always focused on weight loss, Biggest thing that people say when they come into the program, I would love to lose weight, but I don't want to admit that I want to lose weight because every time I've focused on losing weight, I've ended up losing it and then gaining more back. So this time I'd like to lose weight without sounding like a hypocrite. So I really just want to be more comfortable within my own skin and make sure that I can live a life and not have to go into you know a store and worry about if they're going to stock my size. I can really just go in, pick something and it'd be amazing. And... That's really what people are looking for. Just that comfort, ease, simplicity of their life and their lifestyle. As opposed to, I have to lose this weight and it has to be this number and I have to do these things. So the big thing that I'm looking for for a lot of people is being able to shift that mindset and the belief system of like, no, you maintained your weight. That's the fucking golden ticket as to why we're here. We slash I made this program specifically for you to be able to sustain your weight and not need me anymore. And if I'm reaching out three months later to say, hey, how are you going? And you're like, I've maintained my weight. I think it's a win. 
That is the exact reason why we signed up in the first place. So if you're, if you're saying, I really want this thing and you've really achieved it, that's a massive win. But I know a lot of people aren't going to accept that because it's basically like the fucking the Simpsons where neither myself nor the clients want to take credit for anything that's going on. It's like, Trev, you helped change my life and lose this weight and now feel so amazing. And I'm like, I did fuck all. I just spoke to you. You did all the work. You went to the gym. You did your nutrition stuff. You spoke to your colleagues and set some boundaries or your partners and friends or whatever. You did all that shit. It's like, no, you. Like that scene in The Simpsons where Apu is basically trying to bribe Marge because she's a cop now. And he's like, oh, yes, here's a bunch of money. Pops it on the table. And she goes, no, I'm not taking that bribe. That's crazy. And they both turn their back on the money. Mr. Burns walks through and goes, oh, and picks up the money and walks off. And they're like, that's better. So... (laughs) So that's basically what happens with all of my clients in terms of who's going to accept credit. None of us do. But the success metric that a lot of people use is the scales, is the weights. And if you're constantly looking at the weights and the scales to justify, I suppose, are you successful? Or are you maintaining everything for where you are and what you're doing? Then I'm sorry to say you're probably going to hit a fucking wall and you're probably going to burn out because... If you want to lose, I'm just going to say 20 kilos, 10 kilos. Let's go 10. It's a nice round number. If you want to lose 10 kilos and you eventually lose those 10 kilos, what do you do then? Do you have an exit strategy? Are you going to reverse diet? What are you going to do? How are you going to figure it out? You don't have to worry about that exit strategy when you're at zero kilos like day one. When you're towards the end of it and you've hit the 10 kilos, then, okay, what do I do now? What's the exit strategy? What's the next step from here? We need to come up with a different thing because a lot of people hit the 10 kilos weight loss and then they go, I reckon I could lose a bit more. I reckon 12 would really be like my sort of number as to where I want to sit and feel, feel good. Then they hit 12 and they go, ah, I didn't feel the way that I thought it was going to feel. I think I'll go for 15. And they keep trying to push that metric as far as they can. Is it going to bring you extra happiness? Is it going to make you feel better? Probably not. Most people just choose that goal because they don't really know what else to choose. They don't really know what else is on offer for them. When people are finishing up, they go, oh my God, what do I do? Like this is out, this isn't really a complaint. They go, what do I do at the end of the program? Like we're finishing up in two weeks. Oh my God, they freak out. And they go, what am I going to do when you're not here? And I go, well, that's, that's the best part. You do exactly the same things we have been doing for the past six months. That's it. You keep doing everything that we have been doing for six months. We just don't have a call once a week. That's it. Keep doing everything you're doing. But I'm just going to fade into the dis- into the mist just for a little bit just to see how you go. I'm still going to be here, still going to talk to you, still going to make sure everything's okay. But now I'm like fucking Santa Claus for a kid. Now I'm just this like mythical being somewhere off in the background that is just like, hey, just making sure you're being nice. So that when that voice in the back of your head comes in, it's like, oh, I need to be nice because otherwise I'm not going to get any presents from Santa. It's that voice in the back of your head of basically saying, oh, no, I should probably do this because when I worked with Trav, he said, do this, this, this. Or when I worked with Laura, she said to do this, this, this. That makes sense. And you troubleshoot for yourself. So it can be that voice in the back of your head. But a lot of people don't have that. They just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Like when I started at the gym... I was at like zero. No one likes going to the gym when they first start. Let me just fucking say that. If you're going with friends, it's a lot easier. No one likes going to the gym though when they first start. So we all start at zero. 
I feel like I went to 20 and then down to negative 60 and then started from like negative 60 and built myself up from there. Any hoosies. When we are looking at the gym, I started at zero. And I knew I was never going to be lean enough, never going to be big enough. I was never going to be strong like everyone else in the gym. I was never going to hit the same numbers. Then I went to university to be a PT because being physically active was just something that I enjoyed doing. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Why not turn it into a career? Went to university. Everybody had bigger arms than me. Everybody was more athletic than me. Everybody had bigger legs than me. The only thing that I really could do was core strength. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make that my thing because that's where I at least stand out in some sort of capacity. So when I started focusing on the core strength, that started to become my big thing of egotistical person came in of just like, yep, I have to be the core strength person. Anything to do with core strength, low back, I'm going to do it. And I built myself up a plank to like six minutes and I go, this is getting boring as fuck. So then I chucked a 20 kilo plate on, then 40, 60, 80. I got to an 80 kilo plank for about a minute. And then everything that I hit, it was like, no, I just want to plank for a minute with 20 kilos. Like, okay, I did that. Oh, let's go 30. Oh, let's go 40. Oh, let's go 50. Every single time I hit that goal, it was never good enough. It was like, okay, that's good. That's out of the way. What now? Uh, let's just go heavier. Let's just do that. And that's what a lot of people do at the gym. And if you're focusing on weight loss, that's what a lot of people do. They hit that goal and go, yeah, but, you know, let's just push it. The difference between me back then and me now, my workouts look a hell of a lot different. I'm not just pushing weight for the sake of pushing weight. I'm... I don't really care about my weight. I'm the leanest that I've ever been. ADHD medication helped me not snack and basically stimulate my nervous system using food as the thing. And it helped out a lot. The th biggest thing was somewhere in there, I was like, uh, I need to change my workouts because I'm not really feeling them. I'm feeling really low energy with all my workouts. Maybe if I change them to do something different, maybe that'll help out. So then I bought a different program, started following that, and now it's pretty damn good. I'm actually working out less. Whoops, belted the shit out of my microphone. I'm working out less. I'm working out four days a week, but the sessions are more intense and I'm trying to jam everything or jam as much as I can into those four sessions so that I can actually come out feeling like, yep, I've challenged my body, but I'm really just feeling on how does my body feel? I don't care about the PBs. Like if I look at all my PBs for like squat, bench, deadlift, all that shit, my body was probably the most sore that it has ever been in its past. Actually, that's a lie. I played gridiron for a lot. But my body was the sorest doing the typical bodybuilding workouts of I have to do squat bench dead for basically powerlifting because they're the main things that you do for trying to be strong. But then it was all, how do I just stimulate this muscle as much as possible? That's the only thing I want because I want it to get bigger. Now I'm starting to think... Um, story that I said on the other on the other podcast, the one that I did before this one fucking failed. Um, my workouts are now, how can I basically itch my back, put on a seatbelt without shoulder pain? That's it. They're still intense as shit, but I'm trying to get more range of motion. I'm not just trying to hit a particular muscle so that it can grow, so that I can feel better about myself and how I look in the mirror. I'm trying to get more range of motion so that I can get up off the ground without using my hands or doing fucking old man noises, because that was a real problem about a year and a bit ago. So I was like, fuck, that's bad. I don't want to hit 30 and go, <laughs> trying to get up off the floor. And I don't know why. I've just always had in my head that when I hit 32, that's where I'm going to start peaking. That's where I'm going to start. Everything will finally start coming together when I hit 32 and everything will just sort of like take off from there. I don't know why. I'm obviously trying to do everything I can to fucking take off now because why not get there earlier? 
but I've just always had this thing like 32, I'm going to peak. That's where shit's going to be really good. And when I felt that at 28, I was like, man, 30s around the corner. Why don't I just start getting lean? And I joked to Beth uh, randomly uh, late last year, like November last year. I was like, I reckon I'm just going to get lean as shit for my 30th. I just reckon that'd be funny. Like, I'd like to do it as well to be able to just obviously be lean and be proud of my body. But I just think it's going to be funny. So, yeah. And then the next day, bought a workout program and I've been doing them ever since. And now I'm the leanest that I have been in ages. I'm still going to push it because, hey, why not see what we can do? But I also have an exit strategy, which a lot of us don't. Because when I hit those particular PBs in the gym, I didn't celebrate. I didn't feel any massive sense of accomplishment. It was basically relief. It was like, oh, that was hard as fuck. Thank God that's done now. And if you're losing 10 kilos and you go, oh, maybe I'll just go 12, maybe I'll go 14, 16, whatever it is, find a different goal. Find one that's going to make you happy. What is the success metric that you're using? Because if you keep losing weight, what happens? You're probably going to fucking disappear just to chuck it out there. You're not going to be happy chasing a number on the scale. You may be happy at a particular number on the scale, but that number on the scale, what does that correlate to in terms of your lifestyle, your workouts, the nutrition, the responsibility, like what does that person look like at that particular weight? It may just so happen that you doing all the shit that you enjoy correlates with you being a particular weight on the scale. Maybe when you were 80 kilos, you had a lot more energy compared to when you were 95 kilos. And maybe now that you've got a hell of a lot more energy, you're doing more hobbies, you're playing with kids, or you're going out with friends and family, you're participating in life a hell of a lot more. So your mental health is a lot better. So maybe the focus is let's do more shit that makes you happy, that brings you joy, that makes you happy. I don't want anyone to get caught in the success metric of weight loss, of external validators for you to feel like you're being successful when actually they're keeping you trapped in shit that you don't want to do in the first place. Because losing weight, no one wants to lose weight, but they feel like they need to lose weight to live the life that they want to live. So if you keep doing things that you need to do to live a life that you want to live, but you keep putting off that life I want to live because you have to hit a particular number on the scale or you have to hit a particular external validator before you live that life, you are forever going to be upset, sad, mad, and you are never going to be happy because you are constantly chasing something to be able to live a life that you're intentionally putting off or maybe even just unintentionally putting off because you don't know any better. That sounded harsh because you don't know any better, because you are not aware of the other options that are available to you. I'll say that. So maybe that's it, which is why I'm so big on what is your life that you want to be living? What does that look like? How do you want to wake up? Would you like to be a gym person in the morning? Would you like to have more energy? Would you like to play with kids? Would you, That sounded bad. Would you like to play with your kids, specifically your kids, <laughs> and have consent from other parents <laughs> if you can join in with them? That was a whole fucking legal battle I just pulled myself out of. Anywho. Uh, so yeah, what's that life that you want to be living? I'm a big fan of it because then you can just live your life and instead of you having to constantly like trot along to be like, oh yeah, now I'm 70 kilos, now I can go live that life. You have no experience of what it's like to live that life at 70 kilos that you've been talking about this whole time. Why would you not just slowly start to do things that are in line with that life that you would like to live so that you can start pulling that life or pulling yourself towards that future life that you want and you can just start doing that now instead of having to wait until you hit an external validator and then you go, yep, now I can live my life because it's not going to fucking happen. You are not going to wake up and go 79.9. That's below 80. Now 
I can be happy. It's not going to happen. I can guarantee you that it is not going to happen. Every single person I've ever worked with has said, when I do that, then I'll be happy. They've done it and gone, there's still something missing. There's still something else that I need to do and I'm not sure what it is. Well, it's because you've been trying to hit a number on the scale. You haven't been trying to be happy. You haven't been trying to focus on bringing more joy to your life and learning to relax and learning to rest, learning to set boundaries and de-stress and, and just do things that make you happy. You've not been focusing on that. You've been focusing on the things that you think you needed to, like losing weight because that's all that's been fucking pumped into you from social media, marketing, the eight-week challenges, the before and afters, all that shit. By the way, shout out to my book that goes through all of this for you. All of the chapters are now available. Not all of the chapters, but the, the thing that I just mentioned there of feeling stuck, the marketing of weight loss, you being your own worst enemy, the massive problems that you face, and then also the solution of how to get out of it. Those two massive chapters are available now on Patreon. 11 bucks a month, and you get access to all three chapters that I've written, plus audiobook versions. So yay, go do that if you would like it. And if not, there's free versions as well. You can get sneak peeks of every single chapter that we have. It is completely free. You just have to go through my profile, click the support thing, and then just sign up for free. It, it's very intuitive. Figure it out. Any hoosies, what is the success metric that you're using? Is a big thing that I really want to get across for this podcast for today so that you can shift your perspective over what it's going to take for you to be happy. That is the thing that I really want. Because if I have people that are basically two, three months removed from doing the Unfuck Yourself program and they're saying, I've maintained my weight, I think that's a win. First off, that is a massive fucking win. It is the golden ticket thing that we were after when we initially started. You just have to believe like, oh yeah, this is it. Like, this is the shit that I wanted. I wanted to be able to maintain my weight. That's fucking amazing. But if you're still feeling unhappy with that, then it becomes what's missing. What should I focus on? What should I do? Because... We're humans. If we are not progressing, we feel like we're stuck or we're standing still or we're heading backwards. So it's always good to have something that you're aiming for or striving for. That's why my therapist said to me when I said I didn't know how to rest or relax because the only advice that I was getting at the time was you just have to take some time off. You just have to go disconnect from everything and just be with yourself and just chill and all this stuff. Me disconnecting and being with myself is the reason why I'm so successful. It was the start of me being successful because I was so afraid of being alone with my thoughts. And I thought that I felt that if I thought I was alone with my thoughts, let me say that again. I felt that if I was alone with my thoughts, I wasn't going to wake up tomorrow. I wasn't going to be here tomorrow. So the easiest way for me to avoid that was to be busy and do 14 to 16 hour days. If I had any sort of downtime, I was working and every so often when I had down, I was working until someone would say, Hey, do you want to jump on? Like play a video game? And I'll be like, yep, I'm on. I couldn't have downtime because that means I would think to myself. So I would try to tire myself out and exhaust myself in every capacity so that when my head hit the pillow, boom, I was out. And then I'd wake up and go, Oh fuck, I've got to go to work. That was my thing that I did for three, four, five years doing 14 hour days and then trying to consistently stay busy. So I didn't have to think. So when my therapist said to me, well, how do you rest? And I was like, well, I don't really. I was like, I prefer having a project to work on. Like I like having, I like being out in the garden. I like doing this. I like doing, I don't like being out in the garden at that time, but I was like, I need something to stimulate me, to be a project, to focus on, to put my energy into because I don't know how to sit down. And then he goes, well, 
if you like being on a, if you like having a project to do, then maybe that's just how you rest. He goes, if you do those projects, you know, it may not be the classical sense of sitting down, having a rest and like sitting down, watching a movie and curled up with a blanket and doing this whole disconnecting and doing all that stuff. Maybe that's not how you rest. Maybe that's just not how you're wired or what you prefer. Tell me, when you're doing these projects, like you're building a map or you're out in the garden or you're cutting down a tree or you're doing whatever it is that's like, I would really like to get this thing done and you are focusing on it and you're listening to like your music or stuff in the background, how does that make you feel? And I said, it's good. It feels like I'm disconnecting from the world. It's just me and this task that I'm really doing. And when it's done, I can actually take a step back and look at it and go, man, I fucking, I, I did that. I built that thing and I made that happen. There's a sense of accomplishment there. And then he tied it all around and he goes, interesting how you feel a sense of accomplishment when you're disconnecting from the world and it's just you doing your thing. But for work, you have these things that you can see, that you can feel, and people are telling you that you've, you're making an impact on them, but you don't feel it. It's not until you disconnect and do those projects that you actually start to feel like you're having some sort of sense of accomplishment. Maybe that's how you rest. Maybe that's how you recharge and that's okay because you're spending time with yourself doing things that you want to do. Is, at the end of the day, is that not what resting is? I was like, for fuck's sake, dude, break my head like that? All right. So I started doing more projects. I started working on just random things. Whenever I had downtime, it wasn't, well, I have to do work because that was work. That was how I was providing. That was the thing that I was doing. The project itself was I need to disconnect and do this particular thing. And that's just how it worked for me. So I picked different things that I was focusing on. And that ended up being the first time that I was like, holy shit, this is how I rest and recharge. And when I started doing that, it slowly led into like, fuck, I'm tired. I'm just, I just want to sit down on the couch and watch a movie. And then I actually sat down, watched the full movie and went, fuck, I just watched a movie. And I didn't pick up my phone. I didn't try to work. I wasn't even thinking about work. Jesus Christ. Is that what resting is? Ugh. And then over time, I decided to take a day off from work. So now I was only working six days a week. And then after that, it became, well, after that, like a couple years later, I then decided to take Sunday off as well. And then it was Sunday, Monday on my day off. And now I've got basically Saturday, Sunday, Monday as my days off. But let's be honest, Monday is my admin day where I do a lot of filming and editing and marketing and all that fun shit. And Saturday is where I catch up on the shit that I didn't get to over the week. So at the moment, currently I have Sunday off, but that's because work's just really fucking busy. But, oh, Jesus, we temporarily do things to get the life that we want to have, right? So... Would you temporarily do shit that you don't want to for 60 days to establish something that you've always wanted? Because nobody wants to go to the gym. Nobody wants to be in a calorie deficit. Nobody wants to choose high protein or track their calories or do something that requires effort. They just want to be there. They just want to have the thing. And something, I was listening to it this morning uh, on the radio. Fev, or Brendan Favola, said that sheriffs came to his house and he owed $26,000. And they were like... You have to pay it now or else we take you into, we basically detain you for 60 days. And he considered it. He was like, oh, you know, 26 grand for 60 days, not bad. So he actually considered doing that so that his wife wouldn't have to pay the money to basically fix up his debts and do this shit. And that just sort of got me thinking like, what would you do for 60 days knowing at the end of it 
you can have this massive sense of relief and it's going to be worth it, this sense of accomplishment. A lot of people that finish the, um, the transformation program, what's that? 84 plus 84, 168. It's about 168 days that people do the transformation program for as a minimum, it's six months. And when we're looking at that, you've spent 168 days or six months. I know that doesn't work out exactly, but just go with me. You've spent six months doing shit that you didn't exactly want to do, even though you know that you needed to do it to make a change, to become the person that you wanted to be, or basically move away from the person that you currently are. You may have felt like you needed to do it, but what do you want to do now? Would you do another 60 days of something that you don't like to get a result that you really want? Are we going to know that you're going to get that result? No, but is it going to put you in a way better position than you are now? Yes, it's going to. Because you either get 30 days in and go, this fucking sucks, I don't want to do it. Then you know. It's only been 30 days, one month, and you know that this thing doesn't work anymore and you've probably learned something from it and then you can make another decision Oh, well, let's do this 60 days. And then you get through that 60 days and you go, that was way better. That was amazing. So A, just make decisions. Just go for it. Lean into the unknown because there's always going to be something that you'll get from the other end of it. You'll always learn something from the other end. You'll come out the other side. It'll be a fuckload more positive. There's always something that you can gain from just choosing something, going with it. And then if you don't like it, you're not giving up. You're choosing a different path. It's not doing this thing and then going, oh, well, I have to stick it out because I said that I'd do this thing. You know, for contracts and, you know, particular things, yes, you have to stick it out. But if you're saying, I want to do this weight loss program because it's going to be amazing, if you get 20-something days into it and you go, you know what, this fucking sucks, and you bring it up to the coach, person, business owner, whatever, and you go, these are my issues, and they go, yeah, well, maybe just try a little bit harder or, like, you know, really get into it and try and do this. You didn't really solve any of my issues or, you know, make me feel better about this. So I'm not going to give up. I've just recognized that it's not for me anymore. And if I continue to do this, it's going to probably hinder me more than help me. So thank you very much. Clean your hands of it. Choose something else. It's not giving up. It's choosing a different path. It's recognizing that it's not for you. And you want, obviously, what's the best for you. So you make a better decision in that moment. Yeah, hope that helped. So, yeah. Like even when I started going to the gym, I didn't like going to the gym. Like I said before, I wasn't going to be big enough. Wasn't going to be lean enough. Wasn't going to ever be this massive bodybuilder. Wasn't going to be a Mr. Olympia. Wasn't going to be, wasn't going to be famous. Wasn't going to do these particular things. And over time, two years, it became the thing of like, okay, well, I have to do that because mental health is piss poor. Everyone keeps telling me that it's good. I don't want to do it. If you've listened to the podcast or you've followed me on social media for any particular time, you would know my story about the 57 second gym session where I cried for 30 minutes in my car, went upstairs, checked into the gym had a 57 second session and then basically left after 57 seconds. I put my shit in the cubicle, went to the bathroom because I thought people could read my thoughts, came back out, panic attack, can't do it, went back down to the car, cried for another 30 minutes. It was amazing. It was an awesome time to be in my head, but I went back the next day. It was 59 seconds that next day. Wasn't, wasn't exactly doing well. But then after that, it was like 10 minutes. And then it slowly built and built and built and built. As the story goes, here I am today. One thing that I really wanted to get you into the headspace of, I suppose, is like, what are your success metrics? What are you using as success? Because if it's just weight, if it's just a monthly figure that your business has to make, or maybe that you have to make, what is that, num what is that thing that you are using? 
because if it's an external validator or an external thing, I can guarantee you're not going to be happy. I did it, spent a lot of money on therapy to realize that that wasn't the right thing to do. A lot of clients come to me and pay a lot of money to realize that that's not the right thing to do. A lot of people listen to this podcast and fucking engage on TikTok and they realize that that's what they've been doing their entire fucking lives and it hasn't worked out. So maybe it's time to do something different. If you're using those external validators as success metrics at the beginning of your journey, that is fine. That's completely acceptable. You can do that. But we all have a bell curve that we follow. If we are at zero, obviously, hopefully you know what a fucking bell curve looks like. It curves up and then it comes back down. It looks like a bell. Oh my God, who would have thought? Uh, so we start at zero and let's just say the 100 peak of the bell curve is losing 20 kilos. You start at zero and you start learning things along the way. And for the sake of this, we're just gonna say that it goes zero, one, two, three in a perfect linear fashion. I know that it, what, it doesn't, or it doesn't feel like it anyway, but we go from zero, wherever the fuck we are right now, up to 100, we've lost 20 kilos. Fantastic, you're doing well. If you hit that 20 kilos and you go, oh, I'll just go for 22 because I'll be happy. Oh, I'll go for 24, then I'll be happy. If you keep doing that, you're going to be fucked. We need to figure out something else because if you're constantly trying to find the something that's missing and usually nine times out of 10, when someone jumps on the phone with me and they're just like, well, on a Zoom call now and they go, oh, I don't really need to lose that much weight. It's, it's probably just the last five kilos. I know they don't need to lose weight. I know what they really need is to go to the gym build as much muscle as they can, as much confidence as they can, and maybe get a little bit more protein into their diet. Because if someone says, quote unquote, the last five kilos, I've helped people lose that last five kilos before. It doesn't fucking help. They still are miserable and unhappy and go, oh, maybe another two, three kilos. <laughs> no, what you need is more confidence within yourself and you need a belief system in yourself that you can actually be happy and be with yourself. There is a missing link there and it's not coming from the fucking scales. Because if it's the last five kilos, that usually tells me that they've been maintaining pretty fucking well for a long period of time. But they've been struggling to lose that last five kilos. Main, mainly, sometimes they've even lost it in the past, but then they've gained back the five kilos and they just keep going back to this particular number. The thing that usually happens around here is if you can get to the gym, build as much muscle as possible and give yourself a time period of one year, like 12 months back to back, of going to the gym consistently, building a bit of protein and building some muscle, being pretty happy within yourself. Oh my God. Being pretty happy within yourself, building that confidence and belief system and strength within yourself. That is usually where the scales don't fucking change at all, but they look like they've lost the last five kilos, but they feel like they are the leanest that they have ever been in their life because they're lifting heavier shit. They're feeling stronger. They're more empowered within themselves. They've got a better belief system. They don't have to consistently focus on losing weight anymore. They know that they can actually start building muscle and start not having to restrict themselves. They can just ease off the nutrition tracking and feel good within themselves. So that last five kilos is usually a lie that people are telling themselves because they're unhappy with something in their life or they don't feel empowered or confident in their ability to be able to be happy in some sort of capacity. And then that falls back to the thing, the fucking very first thing that I say to everyone when we initially sign up is like, what's going to make you happy? What's that life that you want to be living? Some people don't know it. That's totally fine. You don't need to know it right now. But it is awesome to have an eye on the horizon for what happens for when you achieve your goals and when you finish what you're doing here. So what are you using as your success metric? Why are you focusing on them? Why does it matter? Why is it important to you what happens if you don't achieve them because if you're just looking at weight loss what happens if the weight goes up on one day what happens then technically that's not weight loss 
are you in a mentally stable enough position to be able to say, well, you know, it's just a fluctuation in the scales. I'm going to use the weekly average instead and use that. Are you okay losing 200 grams a week? Or is that not successful enough for you? Do you have to lose a kilo a week? Do you have to lose any weight at all? Start questioning really what you're after and what you're focusing on. Because if it's always the external validator, I can guarantee you're going to be fucking miserable for a very long time until you figure it out. So that's us. Hopefully that helped in some capacity. Um, Yeah, free Patreon, sneak peek of the books for every single chapter that I'm releasing. You can get that through like a link in bio um, or probably even link on this podcast as well. Free sneak peeks. All you have to do is make a free account and then follow me on Patreon. That's completely free. There's no there. It like the website will naturally ask you if you want to sign up to a paid membership. I don't have a fucking say in that. If you want to, fantastic. I reckon the book and the audiobook are fucking super valuable for you, but you don't have to sign up. It's completely free if you just want sneak peeks. And there's some more fun stuff coming on Patreon as well. I'm just completely swamped. Haven't had a chance to actually put those things in. But when they're up, I'll let you know. Uh, number two, transformation program. Unfuck yourself transformation program. Uh, Laura has gone through an absolute hot streak and she has signed up a fair few clients. So she is running out of availability. Um, I, by the time that you hear this, will have three spots available unless I'm speaking to two people this week already. So I might just have one spot available, might have none, but anyway, I'm running out of availabilities for Unfuck Yourself Transformation Program. So if you wanna get in on the ground floor, don't even know why I said ground floor, but just right now, cause we're at the fucking penthouse now, baby. I really need to finish this podcast, I'm getting delusional. If you want to work with me, I'd fucking love to change your life. So reach out, inquire, do the thing. At the time of recording, I've got three spots available. I would love to work with you if everything in this podcast resonated with you or anything through my TikToks or social social media. Social media, my God. You know what? I'm just going to end it here because I'm rambling. So sign up. I want to work with you and I would love to change your life. And that would be awesome. So go and do that. Read my book. It's pretty fucking awesome. It's only 11 bucks a month if you want to pay. You can get sneak peeks. They're free. Yeah. (laughs) I'll see you in the next one.